0: Hi, Gauri here. We've collected the best insights from the first 20 Knowledge Base Ninjas episodes into a clear and concise ebook. Simply send a blank email to ninja at bcast.email. That's ninja at bcast.email and it will be sent right back to you. Thank you. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Where Gallery Ram Kumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day everyone. Our guest today is Jordan Stancif, User Assistance Development Architect at SAP Labs Bulgaria. Hi Jordan. Welcome to Knowledge Based Nature's Podcast. How are you doing today?
1: Hi, Gauri, and thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm doing just fine today. It's a little bit warm here in Sofia, in Bulgaria, but otherwise we are doing just fine. Thank you.
0: (laughs) It's the same here as well in UK, Jordan. So we all share the same sun. So, um, please help uh, help me explain a little bit more about yourself. Uh, how did you initially got into documentation and uh, where did it all start?
1: Yeah, so my whole story started, uh, my professional story started like a little bit more than 20 years ago when I was, I was uh, just a student and I had first to pick up my first ever job out there. So I applied for a job at a small company back in time for a junior Java developer, and they took me there. So everything was just fine there, and uh, I was working as a Java developer for a couple of years. However, there was a little bit of a problem. I was not very happy with development, and as a result things were not going that well and you know if if you do something that uh, is not dear to your heart and you don't enjoy it well sooner or later things will go bad at least this was my experience at the time and this is exactly what happened to me Several years after being on the job as uh, the Java developer, I realized, you know, this is not what I want to do. This is not my place. And it was possible to see it in the work that I was delivering. I was not happy and the results I was producing were poor. And one day I had to make a choice, you know, where do I go now? And luckily for me, in one of the teams that we had in, uh, in the company back then, there was a, a position that was supposed to look good for me. And the position was called information developer or the technical writer job as you know it, which at the time sounded quite interesting for me. So I said, you know, why not give it a try? I applied for the job of uh, an information developer, and this is how I actually started in the field of technical writing and technical communications. And literally, in the next years, I've made, uh, I would dare to say, a pretty good career in this field. I've been into almost all the aspects around uh, technical communications. So I started off as uh, a technical writer and an information developer. I was uh, promoted a couple of years later to a senior information developer. I've been leading uh, smaller or larger groups and uh, of technical writers Just like me, I got involved into various projects related to this field. And and a couple of years later, I got the position of uh, a knowledge architect, which is basically in our company at SAP, this is a, a position in which you steer the direction for Uh, the rest of the information developers, technical writers of the company, which is a great place to be. And this is what I'm working on in the last couple of years. I've been able to shape the direction for, as we call it, user assistance at our company. I was able to start uh, bringing back to the society around me uh, and share the knowledge and experience that I've had uh, by teaching uh, online and at uh, various universities uh, on the subject of technical writing while still uh, delivering on the job at SAP as a user assistance developer. So that's me. This is where I am today.
0: Fantastic. So, that's an amazing journey you had, uh, Jordan. So, what kind of career options are out there, you think, for technical writers?
1: Yeah, that's a very good question, because believe it or not, in the last years or uh, on any of the conferences and events that I've attended, I've met so many technical writers who were nervous about their career. And I've met so many people who told me, oh, technical writing is that. This is not the way to go forward. But what is the surprise here? Look where we are right now. It turned out that in these crazy times and uh, in which we live in right now, the technical writers are the people who continue to be on the job. They have a steady job and they continue to contribute to their companies. What a surprise. Uh, that includes um, a job that continues to strive, right, and to, to grow. And what I believe is that actually there are so many great options for technical writers out there. The reality is that classical technical writing as such is what i believe is that the fact that you just go out there you just write a little bit of documentation and then nobody cares about it well that's a dead end for the career however Technical writing and technical communications are picking up in all the other aspects of technical writing. And I can name a few already. The reality is that technical writers are invaluable factor for the overall information architecture of the content that is being produced by any of the companies. The technical writers are the people who have to handle complicated processes, especially in the software development industry, and try to bring the the knowledge and experience of a development team into the technical writing world. And this way, provide the best user experience for our end users, the people who consume this documentation. Nowadays, technical writers are so heavily involved, not only in the written part of the content, but also in the instructional videos development. Just take a look at YouTube and the number of how-to or instructional videos that are, are out there. The technical writers are the one who apply their expertise and their knowledge to create beautiful instructional type of images. Look at the the wonderful infographics that technical writers create today. All of these modern and fresh ways to present information, in my perspective, in my opinion, they come from technical writers as we know them today. And on top of that, technical writers, and you can kind of grow in your career as a technical writer, also in Quite technical fields, such as working with metadata and dealing with search engine optimization aspects of the content, trying to bring more traffic to your company portal in the end with the information that we provide. These are extremely important assets that technical writers develop, create, and contribute in the end for the good of the customers of the company. And this is not the end. It's also on the different career roles and career paths that you can take as a technical writer, especially, again, I can speak only from my perspective as a person being in the software development part of the world, you know. The technical writers are so tightly integrated into the development teams. And from there, you can take your journey to various levels and different positions. You can become a manager who manages other technical writers, but you can be also a person running entire um, development teams because you are an integral part of the development team. So the career options are just in front of us and all the normal skills that you would use for any other type of job can be easily applied in your career path as a technical writer. For me personally, the most important experience that I had and helped me to kind of boost my career was the knowledge around project management and how do I manage my projects. When I applied such form of skills in my work as a technical writer, soon I became the person who was running any type of projects related to technical writing, and this helped me to become more visible and grow in my career. So I believe that any of the listeners here can do the same, and if you just open your mind and look for the different ways in which you can help the customers out there, you will also for sure grow in your career too
0: very well said uh, jordan that's absolutely true so um, so in that sense what's your documentation process at sap labs and who is normally involved
1: yeah we've been through various uh, documentation development processes uh, at sap in general and uh, sap labs bulgaria in particular the back in time a couple of years ago we were more Centralized, and the different the the organizations were uh, that we have the development teams. They were fed with um, technical writers coming from one central unit of technical writers. So imagine a large team of technical writers, and if you have a development team, they just come and apply for a technical writer to be given to them. But this was in the past, this is how we used to work. What we found out, uh, and this was the experience that we got in our company, was that those technical writers anyway have to be extremely tightly integrated into the software development teams. So what happened in our company was that we did a reorganization and nowadays, the technical writers usually are, are an integral part of the software development team. So even to reflect that, we uh, change the role name. So in our company, the technical writers have a title, user assistance developer. Just like all the other developers on the team, they are developing and contributing to the overall software product that we are producing. And... In our company, uh, what we do is that we uh, run agile development processes. Like I said, the technical writer is an integral part of the software development team. We do not differentiate that much the different roles in the team any longer. Our primary concern is what is best for the customer. And for me, this is crucial. This is essential. and in all of my courses and uh, trainings that I deliver to students, I talk a lot about that. Knowing who is the customer and delivering on the customer is maybe the most important thing you can do as a technical writer. And being a part of the software development team allows you to actually contribute to that in a very visible way. So for us, The technical writer now is an integral part of the software development team.
0: Super. So let's just uh, continue on that topic, uh, Jordan. So uh, you did touch base very lightly on the important factors you consider when creating software. What other important factors do you consider?
1: Yeah, when we talk about software documentation in particular, I've... uh, I've always been thinking about it in terms of specific principles that we apply towards the development of the software documentation content. And for me, again, the first major thing is to decide who are you going to write this documentation for? Who is your target audience? It is so important nowadays when everybody expect personalized experience with the software and of course with the software documentation that we bring. Knowing who is your customer, identifying the persona, and then, and then knowing the information needs of these users will help you to find your way through the definition of the content that you want to write after all. Once you know who the target audience is, What are their information needs? You need to take into account the writing standard and guidelines for your company in which you work. Knowing that will allow you to bring this holistic experience for the end user By matching the actual brand of your company, by knowing exactly what is the style, the tone, the voice in which you should address your users so that you kind of seem like one thing with the software and the way the company sounds. So if you have a a company which develops games... Your tone, your voice in the documentation will be friendly and fun and easygoing. If you, like our SAP company, provide business software, of course, your tone, again, will be friendly, but you will be much more formal in everything you do, right? So that's one of the aspects that you, you need to consider. Then you move on Mm -hmm. to specific deliverables. You know, what exactly do you have to create? And here is a a challenging question that I usually uh, ask myself. Is it really that I have to write? Isn't an image or a graphic much better? Or is an instructional video that I should create before I decide what do I have to do? And should I right right now the uh, documentation itself
0: super oh, super so uh, again um the next one i thought will be very relevant to ask is so after introducing such high quality documentation with pictures images and uh, videos have you seen any kind of reduction in workload uh, by introducing such documentation
1: absolutely this is so related directly to the actual value that we deliver as people who deliver technical writing uh, services and also different flavors of the technical writing with the videos and images, like you mentioned. The quality of the documentation directly impacts on key factors in the company, such as the number of support tickets. It also impacts the number of visits on the website itself, because nowadays, Believe it or not, people are actually going to look into documentation before they make a purchasing decision for the actual product. And also the quality of the documentation will impact the time that the development team itself needs to spend on preparing and analyzing what uh, documentation to be provided. So all of those three key factors are directly impacted by the software documentation?
0: Mm-hmm. super. So um, how do you decide on the type of technical writing that you should work on, uh, whether that be a user docs or a technical docs
1: Yeah, that's for me for me that this is actually a very tough question because in in my work. This is uh, literally a decision I have to make almost on a daily basis what type of uh, information I should present and provide. In general, what I would say is uh, just to refer to where I started, who are you talking to? Who is your target audience? And what is the persona you're trying to address? That would give me this uh, notion of whether I should write a user guide or something much more technical. Personally, for me, in my work, I have to focus so much on software developers today. That's why the documentation that I provide is very, very Technical. It needs to come in the form of some uh, specification that I provide, but always kind of made a little bit lighter with uh, very good diagrams, which explain the different processes that needs to be fulfilled by my technical target audience. So this is what I actually uh, attempt to do, trying to balance those needs and knowing exactly whom am I writing for.
0: Super, super. Uh, One thing we did not discuss a lot is, uh, are all your documentation publicly available or do you need to have a login to access the contents?
1: We have uh, both of those cases. We have uh, documentation which is publicly available. That's like the majority of the documentation that we provide we do not gate a lot of that content. It's uh, public, it's uh, available out there. And uh, like 20% of the documentation is for uh, people who have purchased the product and is uh, gated or is a rather a technical internal documentation. In the past, I've been primarily uh, contributing for documentation which is public for our end users, for customers, while in the last years I've been focusing primarily on internal um, flavors of the documentation for internal consumption, which is not publicly available and requires login.
0: All right. So, have you noticed any organic search traffic being generated from such publicly available knowledge bases?
1: Absolutely, yes, and that is uh, so important. That was the reason why I mentioned that I am a strong believer in this uh, theory how people more and more tend to refer to the documentation before they make their purchasing decision. If Even myself, when I go to purchase software product, I will check what's the documentation there that will help me later on to use this uh, software product. And uh, because we use analytic tools to track the uh, the statistics on our portals, on our websites, I can uh, confirm that, that people do come and visit our website, and then they take on to further content, uh, to further information provided by our company. They explore courses, they explore further products. So documentation is a source of such a traffic
0: Super, super. So, uh, final question before we move on to the rapid-fire round. What direction do you see the future of technical writing going down, Jordan?
1: From my perspective, there are exciting times ahead of us. You know, um, I see that the direction for technical writers in future will be less of this more classical type of technical writers i believe that uh, the technical writers need to become at least a little bit more techy type of people that can work well in the software industry you can already see this trend with the needs to to work with uh, structured content such as dita xml and also this desire in our target audiences to have extremely personalized content. I believe that also the technical writers of the future will have to write less, think more, analyze more the user and be ready to just say, Maybe I should do an instructional video here and there instead of just writing piles of documentation. So the future from my perspective is bright and quite promising for a person in this field.
0: Super. That's that's really encouraging. And anyone who would like to take this as your main career, I think you should listen to this podcast. Super. So let's move on to the rapid fire round, Jordan. So who have you learned the most? Uh, about documentation from in your career?
1: One of the major challenges that I had at the beginning of my career is that unlike uh, other parts of the world, in Eastern Europe and in Bulgaria in particular, there were no people to learn from. So many people that I have learned from are actually coming from my company directly. So people like Sven Loikert at SAP or Priscilla Buckley are people whom I've learned the most in my career around software documentation. While if I have to name a person who gave me a, a direction um, for looking at the world and this philosophy of helping more people out there by delivering more value to those people. It's a a person like Tihar Eckert who kind of steered my philosophy around everything that I do in my work.
0: Super. So can you share a documentation related resource you have recently consumed?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Back in the days, I was uh, uh, literally a crazy fan on reading books. I really love reading books. However, in the last years, I simply do not have the physical time to do so. So I've uh, kind of switched from reading books to listening online courses when I travel or when I have some free time, I'm just uh, putting on uh, the speakers and listening to online courses, such as the courses you find on Udemy or LinkedIn uh, Learning. And uh, the last resource uh, directly related to documentation that I've been looking at is actually related to business analysis. And uh, it was a business analyst course that I purchased on Udemy and it helped me to build a solid understanding and a framework for preparing technical specifications documentation that i had to write lately so these courses on business analysis and the babok guide uh, the business analyst guides are what i've been reading lately which helped me a lot to organize my uh, very technical documentation requirements.
0: Super. So we are almost to the end of the podcast, but with a very important question: What is that one piece of documentation-related advice you would give to your 20-year-old self?
1: Well, that's that's a tough one.
0: You
1: know. <laughs> yeah, 20 years ago, 20 years old self. I would say that. If I can look back at where I was when I was 20 or so, to, well, be much more confident, believe in yourself. And one very, very important feature, always deliver on your promises. This is so important to be in integrity, and in integrity with yourself. And when you say something, you really do it and deliver on that. I learned it kind of the hard way as a young uh, 20 years old. You know, if I say something, then, well, it may happen. It may not, but who cares? In reality, it is so important Then that when you are committed to something, you really follow up and deliver on the promise that you made to everybody. Try it out even uh, in in your own career and you will see amazing results if you follow this advice i i really hope i had somebody to tell it to me when i was 20 years old
0: so i was just trying to understand do you have any last bits of trick tips and tricks you would like to share with our audience
1: well one thing that i uh, have prepared especially for your audience in, in case you believe it could be curious and uh, helpful for them is that i have uh, prepared a small mini course uh, which is available on my own website so can i share that with the audience
0: sure sure yeah please feel free if you would like to send that detail you can email it to me and we will include that as part of the podcast
1: absolutely so for the knowledge based ninjas podcast listeners I have prepared a very small mini course which explains in half an hour what is actually technical writing and how technical writers fit into the software development world. I also explain the in in a little bit more details a technical writing process that people can follow to get them a good start into the technical writing career. So I hope this would be interesting and relevant for the audience.
0: Fantastic. That's, that's absolutely great, uh, Jordan. So thank you once again for all the time you spent with us today. And it's, it's been an amazing uh, experience to listen and uh, especially the advice that you gave to the young um, young technical writers. So uh, again, it's, it's a pleasure to have you as part of this uh, podcast series and uh, wish you good luck in all your future engagements.
1: Thanks for having me, uh, Gavri, and um, all the best to all the listeners of this great podcast. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge-Based Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.